I have listened to the conversation you're running on radio, and I just wanted to weigh in and say the following, that uh, if you look at Mark chapter 6, verses 3 to verse 4 and 5, it speaks very, very clearly. It says, a prophet is without honor. A prophet is without honor in his own hometown. And this is a paradox. This is a complicated doctrine. When Jesus gave this thesis, Christ Jesus himself, when he spoke about this and he gave this wonderful submission, though painful, when he was going through a lot of rejection by Nazareth, the Lord Jesus had gone through a lot of blackmail, humiliation, and he said, a prophet is without honor in his own country, in his own town. Sometimes many have called it the hometown rejection. And so, Pastor Gertrude, you can hear me very well, right? I can hear you very, very well, please, my Lord. Yes, and that's why I'm having a two-way conversation with you. I'm saying that uh, when the Lord Jesus raised this uh, powerful uh, submission, when he said, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown, it is both um, an important saying in terms of uh, the analysis, of analyzing the reception of his message and so forth, and how it fits within this model here, it's also a tragedy. It also becomes a tragedy, especially how Jerusalem rejected Jesus and they have to go through the great tribulation. And so much was spoken unto them, which is actually judgment. When Jehovah, now through Christ Jesus, spoke to them and said, Now you'll never see me again until you confess, until you come out and say that said is he that comes in the name of the Lord. We saw that Jesus said, to them these things. He said a prophet is not honored in his own country and among his own kin. In other words, among his own house. So, so they, they don't receive his message. In other words, he does not have honor and they don't take him seriously. Eh? They don't take him the way they ought to take him as the emissary, the messenger of Yahweh. And we know the gravity of Yahweh. The gravity of Yahweh has no joke. And so yesterday was such a very powerful time when you saw the parliamentarians, the lawmakers of this land finally coming out and saying, no, you see, we have been doing our search, we've done our discovery, and we found out that uh, the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord have only done good for this country. They are not even involved in wanting to know what land, or grabbing land or whatever. In fact, amazing yesterday night when... Uh, the two prophets of the Lord were speaking with a lot of bishops that were here and were saying, I don't even know what a title deed looks like. I don't even know. At one point I thought it looked like money. I mean, the way the way people consider land to be a premium. I thought it had watermarks and seals. It is fireproof. It cannot burn. So I was sharing this in, in the light moment yesterday. They don't even know what a title deed would look like. So, um, Jesus said, a prophet is without honor in his own country and among his own people and in his own household, in his own house. And he meant that they would not take him seriously. 
and yet he's carrying the message of the Creator. But it also meant that evil would be spoken against him. Because Nazareth spoke evil against him. And it also meant that his own words would be misrepresented. They would speak evil, do evil towards him, and then even misrepresent, deliberately misrepresent his words. So this is a very powerful scenario that's playing out in this country right now. And I sit back and laugh. I sit back and laugh at this because I hear you people panicking, you know, saying, oh, you see, you know, they have done this to him. But that all was been expected. All this should have been expected earlier. For me, I expected all this. I expected that if the Lord sends me to you people, to this world, and especially to Kenya, and Kenyans are doing what the world is doing, they're engrossed and absorbed in the life of sin, the day-to-day living you see on the earth today, which is sin. And I come testifying against that very sin they are commissioning and committing. There is no way Kenya would have loved me. So this was totally expected. This is not any strange or different at all from what I expected on this journey. And so, sometimes I sit back and laugh at you people here, the way people say, no, this is so bad. Of course I understand that there is consequence. There must be consequence for everything done against these two. That is obvious. Heaven can testify to this. The Bible testifies to that. It says, touch not. And so, anyhow, it is expected that there will be unbelief. And that unbelief would restrain, would restrain so much that the Lord would want to do. So this is expected, blessed people. When I see the kind of rejection, the, the kind of false, false allegations, and then the parliamentarians do their discovery, and they come out with a such certificate from the life registry saying, look, no, 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 what the Star newspaper wrote is a blasphemy and is falsehood and lie. Because look, we've such and so nobody ever attempted to touch the land they're talking about, the grabbing property or what. Nobody under the sun even did that. Live alone the mightiest prophets of the Lord. Nobody ever tried to do that. But you see, this kind of false accusation is what Jesus suffered. So if I can walk in the footprints of Jesus, it would just be automatic, it would be obvious. It is just obvious that I have to face the same brunt of blackmail, ridicule, mockery, the newspapers, the news people, every lie, they will try to do so. Of course, the truth always comes out at the end, but still, that false accusation would have to fall on me. If the Lamb of God has surely come and met me here, and fellowship with me, and if the Lord sent me to prepare the way for the glorious Lamb of God, it's just absolutely obvious that I would face the same vilification, the same blackmail, the same kind of attempted humiliation. Remember, attempted, because you can never humiliate a, a mystery of God. Never. Because he bears 
the word and the name of the Lord. So nobody can ever humiliate the Lord. But the same vilification, blackness, false accusation would have to follow anyone that walks the footprints of Christ. And you see, from where I am here, I see a lot of things. The Lord showed me everything. How the fallen churches are involved, how the fallen churches are pursuing, they're not paying these people to do all these things. I see so much here, I don't reveal to you. But this was totally inevitable, blessed people. When he said that a prophet is without honor in his own town, we know that Christ Jesus was rejected at Nazareth. Nazareth. Nazareth rejected him. He was rejected in Nazareth. And this has to continue repeating, especially if one comes preaching righteousness, preaching holiness, preaching the coming of the kingdom of God. And it was a beautiful moment yesterday when you had the parliamentarians. I hope you play those kids with the parliamentarians, the lawmakers were saying, some people are saying that the church needs to be vetted, the church needs to be regulated. Then they say, but we know that in this entire land, only the mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord preach repentance and righteousness and holiness and the coming of the Messiah and don't take money from people. They are the only ones that come and cripple, get up and walk and blind see, HIV heals, and they ask, how about if we bet and find that all the other, the other churches are forced, must be brought down, and only the man of God and his church stand? What will you do? That is a very powerful moment in the land when you watch that clip, the news clip of the lawmakers now fighting for the Lord. But the countrymen of Jesus try to prejudice him. They try to prejudice the minds of the people against Jesus. So it's not new. They try to prejudice. They are tempted. They made endeavors and efforts to prejudice the minds of the people against Jesus. And that's not any different from what you see in this land. And that's why today is the happiest day in this country. To see that, wow, the lawmakers can step forward and say, enough is enough. There has to be sanity here. That they went into their own process of discovery. But that happened with Jesus. And so it's very powerful at this hour. Because you see the Bible repeating in this country. And I say, if the purpose was to be able to make me to make the two prophets uh, bitter and curse the land, then the devil has failed because now I will love this land greater except for what I will share with you soon. That there must always be consequence. That I will share later. Honor. Honor. And they showed contempt unto the Lord Jesus. How then would they not show contempt unto whoever comes to prepare walking after him? They came to the forefathers of Jesus and attempted to contest them. How would they not do so here? 
tragedy against Jesus. And yet he brought this wonderful, glorious grace of God, divine grace of our Lord in heaven. But unbelief, unbelief, they did not. Hometown rejection. A prophet is without honor. A prophet not without honor to a country. And so this is a very powerful submission the Lord gave. And you see it replaying out, laying itself out again within the Bible landscape. Because you see that the only difference now is that there is a tragedy if Kenya can try to play out, to fulfill the scripture. And say that, no, you see, a prophet is without honor in his country. Why? Because these two are preparing the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. So they are talking about the grand finale. So this one, you have to get it right. Whether you are in the home country, home town, or you are in other nations. This one, nobody can fool around with. I saw where I sit here. The Lord was showing me, and the Lord took some time. He was showing me some pastors laughing abroad, some people laughing. They say, wow, finally, finally they got him. Finally they got him. Now look what came out, the truth that came out yesterday. And the Lord showed me, they are now grieving. He said, oh, look again. So it's innocent again, and they are grieving. So the enemies of the anointing will always still be there. But you can't get it wrong. On this one here, why? Because it's about the coming of the Messiah. You must make sure you enter heaven. The other side is hell. They try to make Jesus unworthy. They touch his feelings. The members of those communities do not like him. They did not like to see him. They did not like to see one of themselves, one of their own, one that they would think they are familiar with has grown from their own country, now communicating with the Father, having this wonderful relationship with God the Father. To them, that was too enigmatic, too complicated one rubble. It's amazing. And they moved out. They moved out and went all the way to Tyre and Sidon. If you look at Matthew, we read the other time. Matthew 15, 21, he moved out. He walked away. And when he went to Tyre and Sidon, was received. But this time around, you cannot afford this. Because the Messiah is coming. And you must listen to these two messages. Otherwise, you're doomed. Because he did mighty works in their midst. What do you see? The two are doing mighty works in your midst. Familiarity that they had is what was what raised, what was breeding, is what raised contempt. And you see it replaying itself here again. Familiarity and contempt. It's so painful because they missed their visitation. And that's why when I listen to you people talking, I, I realize, oh, 
How come you do not know? This has to play out. And there are many other things that will play out. Many other things that will play out. Many other. Only one message I received from a very senior, senior, senior person in this land. Only one message I received from a very senior person saying, the man of God, you are the mightiest prophet of the Lord. But remember, this is not the first. And it won't be the last attack you get because you rebuke sin and you walk after the stripes of Jesus. But how come the church did not know? And I was very shocked from a very top leadership saying that. So don't worry, go to the gospel. Continue preaching the gospel. Jesus was attacked. Don't fear. It won't be the first. You'll be attacked more and more. But they will not prevail. A prophet is not without honor, but only in his own country. A man you don't kin. In his own house. A prophet is without honor in his hometown. They call it hometown rejection. You should be telling yourself. He says, inside this there is evil. They will speak evil and misrepresent his words. Misrepresent. Amazing moment, blessed people. The Messiah is coming. It's a beautiful time. Let us prepare for Central Park. I think Central Park is much bigger, much, much bigger. And you see a plane flying, and that plane is pouring some water. I also see some water. I don't know whether it's fire buildings or fire or something. But I see a plane flying up and pouring water too. But let us prepare the way the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. The enemy will try to distract because right now the revival in Kenya is too big and the enemy is trying to disengage you people, to distract you people, focus you left, focus you right. Let us move on. The most powerful revival the world is on. This is the most important revival in the entire Bible. When the cripples have walked, the blind have seen, the deaf have heard, the tumors have dissolved. HIV has been healed and directors of medical services have now come and even become pastors. When the two sons have appeared, the glory has pointed on them. The wonders have happened. Then now the heart. The revival of the word. That is the revival of entry. The revival for entering the glorious kingdom of Yahweh. is the most important revival. That is the biggest revival. That is the revival for entry into eternity. And that's why I encourage you, blessed people, to focus on the revival so the enemy doesn't send you left, focus you right, focus you where. Because he knew that the massive revival and revival has broken out. Wait and see what will happen in Central Park, Nairobi. In Swahili, they say, Tasa wanakuja na afira. A lot of people have called saying, everybody's headed to Central Park this coming weekend. After this one here, one week, we have about six or seven days from here. Eight days from now. 
A prophet is without honor in his own country, among his own people, among his kin, in his own house. So celebrate, blessed people. Enjoy this moment when the Bible is replayed. Because you know your deliverance is near. And they know they have a place in hell unless they come and repent. I have seen the Messiah coming. May the Lord bless you. Shalom. Shalom.